Harrison, it's over. It's finally over. He's gone. He's gone. It went on way too long. Way longer than I thought it would. Way longer than really anyone thought it would. And, you know, he thought he was going to win it all this year. He thought he was going to win it all. I get it. I've seen the people celebrating. Mm-hmm. He didn't win it all. You can't all be winners, but he's got a big family. He's not hurting for money. I'm sure he's going to have a very good life doing whatever he wants to do. But I'm just glad he is gone. Hard I, stance. I didn't know you are going to get so political on the podcast. P- political? You're talking about 45, right? Are you Alexander Johnson or... No, are... Trump. Oh, no, I'm not... <laughs> Philip Rivers retired. Oh. Philip Rivers retired. He tortured my Broncos for a decade plus. That's why you bring that little towel with you from a kid that you cry into every single time the Chargers win. You aren't supposed to tell anybody about that. Welcome in. This is 10-Minute Warning. I'm Ian. And I'm Harrison. And we're here to get you ready for Championship Sunday. Football! Oh my gosh, that was loud. I was scared. Good. I didn't know if it was you. It's Championship Week. It is Championship Week. It's a great Championship Week, too. Both games look good. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean... Anything is possible, right? With Chad Henney. So, I mean, even yeah. if even if Mahomes, for some reason, doesn't start, I think it could still be a good game. Andy Reid, you know, I kind of, as as a Broncos fan, would really like it if the Chiefs are going to win, if they did it without Mahomes. Yeah. So they could start, like, a little controversy of, oh, how good is he, or is it just Andy Reid's team? There would be no controversy. No, I'd, not with Henney, but I'm saying, like, with uh, the Patriots in later years, it was always who did it. Is it is it Brady doing it or Belichick doing it? Oh, still I see what you're saying. I yeah. want people to start saying it's Reed and not Mahomes. I would enjoy that. And they might be right. I really don't know. I mean, Mahomes does make some crazy throws, though. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both in this situation. Well, let's pretend that we're not so level-headed. Okay. We are going to tell you about – we're going to have a little bit of reaction to the divisional round. We're going to talk about the head coaching hires because there's – more happening every week, finally. Yeah. People finally figured out they could hire a coach. And then we're going to give you the 10-minute warning uh, course going over just two games. I think we'll be able to do that in 10 minutes. Two games, 10 minutes. I don't know. And then uh, stay tuned for before the warning when we're going to talk about how many text messages should you send a girl before you take a hint. Ooh. Yeah, we're gonna fig- we're gonna dive into that a little bit. Like, what's the appropriate amount? Something tells me sixty two is too many. Yeah, something tells me sixty two <laughs> is too many. But before we get to that, let's start off with a trivia question. All right, let's do it. This quarterback who might have played his last game in the NFL, meaning he's either retired or you think he might retire, mm-hmm. has thrown one thousand one hundred and seventy six passes. In the fourth quarter of a one-score game. That's the most since 2006. So 1,176 passes in the fourth quarter of a one-score game Mm -hmm. since 2006. Who is it? Would that be Drew Brees? No, or I take my answer back. (laughs) Ben Roethlisberger. Really? Yep. Philip Rivers? Okay. There were too many options. (laughs) 
<laughs> Philip Rivers is the king of the two minute drive, and that stat kind of shows that he's yeah. always he's always there for it. There's no way I could have known that. That was just a. I think you could have known it. It was a guess. When I said 2006, that should have been your hint. That's when he got in the league. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> ben, well, Ben was the same draft class though, so you were on the, you were on the target. I was I was there. Um, so the the divisional round was good. Um, hey, audience, listen. I actually won some money on DraftKings finally. Oh God, finally! <laughs> I hear this guy talk every single week about how I've got money on DraftKings, and I'm like, you didn't learn from the previous week where you lost money. So I'm glad to hear you finally got something out of it. Yeah, I did a flash draft for the fourth quarter of the uh, uh, the Ravens game and the Bills game. Yeah. And I got double stock in John Brown and double stock in Marquise Brown. And he got you there. I got ninth out of 1,000 That's people. impressive. Yeah. Five dollar, very impressive. $5 bet, 147 bucks. There you go. I don't think we need to talk about the other um, bets I made. More of the same? Uh I did finish the week with a net gain. I'll say that. Okay. Like I, I made money by the end of the weekend. What What was your net gain? I don't remember the exact number. <laughs> okay. Convenient. Convenient because it's not large. It's not a very large. <laughs> I'm not. I'm over here betting peanuts and wondering why I only get peanut shells in return. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to put it this way, the one week long weekend long lineup I did. Mm-hmm. It was more of a. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. Like my last trivia answer. Yes, it was. Act- yeah. It was. It was uh, such a Drew Brees answer. Yeah, okay. So, uh, what'd you think of the divisional round? I mean, did uh, the Bills looked like less of a dynamo? They, I mean, they got it done. They looked good, but they didn't look unstoppable. They didn't look unstoppable, but I had the Ravens winning that game. So the fact that they shut down the Ravens, I think their defense looks. Pretty darn good. I think the game would have been a lot closer and possibly gone to overtime, though, if Lamar Jackson hadn't gone to concussion protocol. Because num- number two missed that. On fourth and eight, Marquise Brown was wide open, and he just overthrew him. And I don't think Lamar Jackson would have overthrown him because that, outside of it being fourth down, uh, of the deep throws we've seen Lamar make, that was an easier one. Yeah. I don't know. He had already thrown a pick six for 100 yards. Yeah, that's true. So... He wasn't having his best night to begin with, so I don't know if he would have made that throw. The Saints, so in the recent in recent years, and we talked about it, we thought, okay, you know, Saints might win. But, I mean, in recent years it was the Saints are going to win. Like, no way they don't win. That was what we thought. Yeah. And as soon as the game started, it felt like they were going to implode. Like I, I, had no, I had no confidence as soon as the game started. Just the way the teams came out. It just looked like the Saints. I mean, this was the first time that Michael Thomas has been held without a catch. Yeah. Now, granted, Carlton Davis. it did come out that he um, is getting a bunch of surgery and probably should have yeah. been playing. But he wanted to play for Drew's final year. He wanted to be in Drew's final game. But here's the thing, Michael. A guy that could catch the ball might be a little bit more helpful in that Y spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe a guy that could do some stuff. I guess he's all his name. All receivers think they can catch the ball every single time, though. Emmanuel Sanders thought he got so lucky going to the Saints to try to trade in, get maybe get another ring or two. Yeah. And now look. He was yep. their number one wide receiver, it looked like. Yeah. Well, Trey Smith, Drake Juan Smith. But, um, 
So the Saints just now it's now I will say this. I don't think the Bucks the Bucks could have easily lost that game. Oh yeah. I mean it was a very neither quarterback looked great. Right. What happened was, at least the way I saw it was it looked like Tom Brady and the Bucks, the last two times where the Saints just shellacked them. Mm-hmm. They tried to be aggressive, they tried to hit them, and the Saints collected on their mistakes. This time they tried to be conservative and let Drew Brees make the mistakes. And he did. And he did. He did not disappoint. And that worked out for him. Yeah. I mean... I mean, it was four turnovers? I think so. I don't remember the exact number. Yeah, I think it was four. I was too busy thinking, oh my gosh, it's happening still. Yeah. (laughs) Like Tom Brady. Oh. He's there. And if they play anything like they did the first time against the Packers, might have a Tom Brady Super Bowl. See, now, and I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. I think that I... No foreshadowing to what's to come, but... Talking about, so we just talked about how Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Josh Allen, and even Lamar Jackson did not look that great. Mm-hmm. The quarterback who looked great was Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Still, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it, I thought we thought Jalen Ramsey was going to be tough on Devontae Adams. No. I mean, right there at the goal line when Devontae Adams goes out for the flank, and then he just does that little step back, and Aaron, Aaron delivered that ball like a newborn baby right into his hands. It was beautiful pass, just right there. I mean, it feels like it's Rogers, it's Rogers' year, and you're not going to stop him. But yeah, I think the well, I don't know if we should even talk about this, but I feel like the only team that could put up a fight against them are the Chiefs. Yeah, we should get to that later. Yeah. Let's start with the news. News. So, okay, so we talked about Urban Meyer getting hired on the last podcast. If you're a Jaguars fan and you want to hear more about Urban Meyer, I apologize. There's no shortage of Urban Meyer to talk about out there. No. Um, I want to start first with a coach who got hired that I think is getting a bad rap. Now, okay. there's been a trend in the NFL majority of the time you make your head coach a coordinator that's good right Kyle Shanahan's offense was good 49ers head coach yeah Vic Fangio's defense was good Broncos head coach etc 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 yeah Belichick there's so many examples now there also is the other direction right where you try to get a guy that can lead the team who's going to put the people in place with their systems and manage a team be a leader of men funny I should say that Leader of men is exactly the quote of what the new GM for the Lions said he wanted days before he announced the hiring of the coach. When we we now know that he already had Dan Campbell in mind yeah. when he made these comments. So now they reflect good. They're going to have a 41-year-old GM who has – he made his bread and butter with college scouting. So drafting is going to be his thing. He's not going to try to get the flashy free agents as much. Mm -hmm. He's going to try to draft a team. You're going to get Dan Campbell, who's 44. Dan Campbell, you're probably thinking, oh, hey, I remember him. He was that guy that coached like half a season for the Dolphins, right? Yeah. Yeah. He had a 12-game span. And what he did with the Dolphins, people don't understand this. The Dolphins quit on their coach. Quit. He took over. And he took a bunch of individuals who wanted to make money, and he made them a team. Mm-hmm. They played hard. I remember that game in London. It was a big splash. Everyone was watching it at 930. It was crazy. Dan Campbell made that team play hard. Dan Campbell has been on not one but two Super Bowl teams. He was with the New York Giants when they went to the Super Bowl against the Ravens. No win there. No. 
And he, well, he bounced around. He went to the Cowboys, went to the Lions. Then he was eventually on the Saints. He was signed by the Saints February of 2009. And then in August, MCL injury. He missed the whole season. And that was when the Saints won the Super Bowl. And Dan Campbell was not awarded a ring. Really? He never played a game. He was on injured reserve the entire year. Damn. He, he got injured August 10th. So... I, after today, I don't know if you saw Dan Campbell's press conference or not. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the quote. That was a great quote. Yeah. We're going to bite their kneecaps off. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Oh, you haven't heard that? I heard the, I heard the main part where he said, he goes, uh, I could give you coach speak. I could say we're going to win X amount of games or whatever, yeah. but you guys are tired of that shit. Yeah. Pardon my French. That's well, he said. then goes to say, we're going to get knocked down. I'm building men that will get back up and bite their kneecaps off. And then we'll take two punches to get his knocked down. Then we'll get back up and take the other kneecap off. Like, I think he's a great hire. I think it's a great hire. I mean, like, I, it, he's so what they're going for is what I, what I think they're going for is Mike Vrabel meets John Harbaugh because Mike okay. Vrabel is a defensive guy and has like sort of his own thing going on with the defense. Mm-hmm. But Vrabel is very much the ex player. I've been there. That's Dan Campbell's whole thing. He, he's been on Super Bowl winning teams, even if he didn't get the ring. Yeah. He was with the Saints the whole time. And he was on the 0-16 Lions. So he can literally look at these players and say, whatever they're going through, I've been there. Yeah. So that's what Detroit needs to reshape it. And I think it's a great approach to go this way. And people are going, oh, my God. You had to give Dan Campbell six years? Uh, that's yeah. what it's going to take. He's 44. The GM's 41. Put him in motion. The only reason they didn't let Patricia keep going is because Patricia lost the locker room. Yeah. He was just a bad coach. And this was a complete shift from Patricia. I mean, Matt Patricia is basically a garden gnome on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> he basically doesn't move there. He sits there. He pulls his little pencil from his ear. Who who the heck knows what he's writing in the middle yeah. of the game? And then Dan, Dan Campbell's, Campbell's a dude. He's going to be punching his fist, yeah. putting hands on knees. Like, you know, whenever they show Vrabel on the sidelines, that's exactly what I think Campbell's going to look like. Yeah. And Dan Campbell on his uh, sign outside his door, yeah. it says, head coach slash the dude. That's awesome. So that's who he's going to be. I the think dude. The dude. Yeah. And he's going to relate to his players. He's going to be the guy that they all can relate with and have a good time with. But I think he's also going to be hard on them and, like, pound them and – Get him ready for... And he's not going to have to deal with some diva getting up in his face. The dude is still jacked. Yeah. He's a former football player. He may not be in the best shape as they are, but he looks like he's in great shape. And you're not going to step to him. No. And I think that... I think... I just think... When I first saw it, I was like, what? And then when you look into it, though, it's like a lot of these... A lot of the sports radio guys you hear that have to do three hours on all the sports... Don't take this kind of time like we do to look into this stuff. Mm -hmm. But when you look into it, he's ready. Four years as an assistant head coach behind Sean Payton. Outside of Belichick, who's chasing more stuff than Sean Payton's stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, people want Sean Payton. They would love that. Yeah. Jerry Jones would fire Mike McCarthy and and shoot him off into a river on a paper boat. If he could have Sean Payton. If he could get Sean Payton. I agree. You remember all that talk, like, years ago about trading? Yeah. So... We think Dan Campbell's a great hire. Lions country, get excited. Um, it probably is going to take a long time, but as long as the GM's making good picks and he's going to really keep coaching them, the team's at least going to play hard for him and, and they're going to play tough. Mm-hmm. So, And we just talked about how Dan Campbell's a complete shift from Matt Patricia. Definitely. 
definitely. Now let's move over to um, the Jets. Yeah. Which was another just complete, complete shift. 180. I mean, they went from Adam Gase, who was uh, terrible, to Robert Sala, who kind of looks like this celebrity. Yeah. I think Robert Sala, in my opinion, is the best hire of the whole offseason. Really? Yeah. Wow. The guy, all right, so the guy that lost the Super Bowl. The guy that lost the Super Bowl. Everyone's, everyone wants to blame Kyle Shanahan for 28-3, to but it's Salah's defense that gave it up after the three. So, and I don't think, I think he as a coach is going to be able to, just like how we just talked with the Detroit Lions coach, is going to be able to win the locker room. Yeah. That's his big motto he's going to be able to come in with. I mean, he won it in San Francisco with a lot of divas on that team, a lot of big-name players. They kept bringing them in offseason. They kept bringing them through free agency. I think he is the guy for New York. Um, I mean, he's got guys like Richard Sherman saying that he's going to be the best coach. Like, go play for him. I think he can attract players in free agency. I mean, I like him. as I don't see many drawbacks from him either. I think it's a good hire. I think it's a good idea for the Jets, even if you don't know if Salah has the goods. If you look at the Jets, um, I, I'm, I guess I'm going to call it history. It's more like a slaughter. I mean, all the head coaches they've had that are terrible. That's the only fear I have is that he's going to go there and it's just going to – he's going to do everything right, but it's not going to be enough. I mean, it's. I think this is pretty easy. Who's the best Jets head coach they've had this millennium? Rex Ryan. Easy. Rex yeah. Ryan. It's easily Rex Ryan. So Robert Sala with a little bit of personality. Like People say that when he walks in the room, everybody loves him. Like yeah. he's, he's not like Adam Gase. Like Adam Gase had this thing going on where he was kind of like Tom Coughlin. Like Remember that story about a, a player was having a medical emergency and Tom Coughlin didn't look up from his clipboard and just steps over him to go to his office and keep working? Yeah. That's Adam Gase. Salo's going to check in like he's, he's going to be connected to the people from all accounts from what we're seeing. Yeah. And Salah had other offers. He, he chose to go to New York, so he wants those bright lights. He's going to have Mac LaFleur. Oh, yeah, that's true. So uh, the Packers head coach's brother. Yeah. And so that's going to be pretty interesting. And uh, the I, only downfall they said is that he could be so good that Mike LaFleur could be gone after a year. That's true. Well, now is Matt LaFleur from the Kyle Shanahan tree? I think so, yeah. A lot of people are trying to grab yeah. onto that Kyle Shanahan tree. I know that's a great segue for the – from another coach we're going to talk about, Arthur Smith, who is going to be taking over for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, he's the, he was the offensive coordinator for the Titans. I guess they're saying Arthur Smith did a great job getting Tannehill in, mm -hmm. running the ball with Derrick Henry. I mean, there's no doubt the Titans are a good team. He definitely developed that offense. But it's like the Falcons let Kyle Shanahan leave, and now they're just grabbing a guy yeah. off of his tree to kind of overcorrect it. I'm glad, though that they finally got a coach for Matt Ryan. Having said that, watch them. Somebody was joking. Somebody said, what if they trade Matt Ryan and Julio Jones plus picks for, like, for like Deshaun Watson? Oh, God. That'd be wild. That'd be too much. Why would you trade Julio, first of all? I mean, he is, yeah. he's getting a little bit older, but come on. He's, he's still dominating. He's still, damn, yeah. he's still Julio freaking Jones. You go get a decent quarterback, and then – all of a sudden, you've got a competitor offense. I think that Arthur Smith, I mean, from what I'm seeing, though, uh, he worked under Matt LaFleur with Shanahan, so they're all from that tree. 
everyone's so what's everyone everyone is trying to get a hold of this Kyle Shanahan offense, yeah. which is which speaks volumes about the triangle blocking scheme in general. Because this is not the year I was talking to a friend yesterday. Okay. And I said everyone's trying to get a piece of the 49ers. He's a football team fan. Yeah. Let's drop this news in real quick. The other GM candidate that the from the 49ers that the Washington football team was looking at has now also gone to that team. So they got the Panthers old GM and the VP of player personnel from the 49ers is also coming to the football team as they try to reshape their front office. Yeah. So they only looked at two guys and got both. That's a great pull. Yeah. Um, but I said, everyone's trying to get a hold of the 49ers. And he said, why? I don't get it. I'm like, they were in the Super Bowl a year ago. Like, yeah. And, and he didn't remember that. He was like, are you sure that wasn't the Rams? It's like, no, it was a couple years ago. <laughs> like, yeah. People have literally forgotten that the 49ers were just in the Super Bowl. I think it's because they blew the lead and the Chiefs overtook it. And it's just all been Chief talk. History remembers the winners. And then there was injuries this year. History remembers the winners. So, Arthur Smith is over at the Falcons. Oh, man. I mean, there's a lot of good coaching hires. Let's go to another. So, speaking of grabbing. So, we think Arthur Smith, Kyle Shane Antry, he did it with Tannehill. That's why the Falcons are reaching for him. Mm -hmm. They finally are going with an offensive head coach. They've done nothing but defensive head coaches forever, it feels like. The Los Angeles Chargers surprised people, but... Now that we have the reports out for that, it's the guy they wanted all along. It's a young guy, Brandon Staley. Mm-hmm. He was the one-time defensive coordinator for the Rams this year. Brandon Staley is so new to the league. The team he's coaching, the Los Angeles Chargers, were already in Los Angeles when he got his first NFL job. <laughs> he got he got into the league, and they've always been in L.A. Yeah, I guess they want that number one defense. Well, they're chasing... The Sean McVay effect. The young up-and-comer, you want to yeah. grab him early. The Kyle Shanahan got let go for way too long. Then somebody finally got him, gave him a seven-year deal. Super Bowl. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, So everyone's trying to do that. And no team needs to do that more than the Chargers because the L.A. market has the actual Sean McVay in the same building. Yeah. So – if you think your team's getting compared against Sean McVay, if you have the young coach that never forgets a play, if you guys want to see something fun, Google Sean McVay memory. He remembers every single play. Like reporters will say, this game, this much time on the clock, third and 27, and he'll tell you the exact play and so how it works. Photographic memory. That's He's a freak. Damn. He's a freak. I don't know about this Brandon Staley guy, but Staley has good connections. He worked with Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a little bit of the Wade Phillips crossover from taking over the Rams. Yeah. Um, and he seems like it seems like a good move. Like, so like the Dan, like the Dan Campbell move, I just think that this makes a lot of sense for them because you can't just keep go. You can't just keep grabbing defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator and let people like work their way slowly up the ranks. You got to take some shots. Yeah. And the Chargers need to take some shots, but. What worries me is you go for a defensive guy with your second-year quarterback. Yeah, I mean, they definitely need someone there that can help build their quarterback situation. Well, I mean, like, because he did so good and in with Anthony Lynn's system. Like, yeah. he was doing good. So are you going to try to bring somebody up and, like, fill that in? I don't know. That's a mess. But if you hire this young guy, this young defensive coach, 
And then Justin Herbert doesn't look as good in his second year, which we know statistically the sophomore slump comes a lot for most of them. It starts to fall apart. Then. So, I mean, the, the quarterbacks that don't have sophomore slumps are like Patrick Mahomes and people like that who really get set up for success. Right. Because Mahomes' second year was dynamite. Yeah. So that's an interesting hire, but it's like – I think it's kind of the least interesting, actually. I'll go yeah, ahead and say yeah, it. Yeah, of them, that's not the one that excites me. And now I think we've covered them all except the Eagles. Yeah, so they just hired Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. So it's like – you let all right, so now everyone's pretty much come up with the narrative that when Frank Reich – when Frank Reich went to the Colts – Mm-hmm. It was seen as a consolation prize because they didn't get Josh McDaniels. Yeah. And now, apparently, it was this genius move by Chris Ballard because Peterson's gone and all the Eagles fans are convinced it was Frank Wright's offense that won the Super Bowl. And so now you can't get Frank back. Yeah. So you hire his top lieutenant. Hire his top lieutenant. is supposed to be great with quarterbacks. So a lot of talk of possibly keeping Carson Wentz now. Now they can, and what's interesting about the Eagles is a lot of teams had one or two interviews here and there looking at people. Mm-hmm. They cast a wide net. They cast a wide net. They spent a lot of time talking to Josh McDaniels. Yeah. And what I think happened was the Eagles were probably interviewing everyone they thought they could to try to mine for information. They were probably picking at everybody's brain. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll interview you to be head coach. Then they get you in a two-day interview where you bring a giant binder of all these ideas, and then they just pick your brain. And then they say, yeah. okay, have fun. Get on a plane. Now we're going to go find some young guy and put him in. But this works really well for the power structure they seem to have with that GM. Yeah. I mean, someone young, easily influenceable. Yeah, I mean, and you can kind of say, like, listen, I've done all this. I've made all these picks. I've been here a long time. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. Guy's probably going to agree. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely the least excited I am about any yeah, of the... I could care less. Right? Houston Texans, you're now on the clock. What if the Houston Texans signed Doug Peterson? Where would Eric B. Enemy go? Nowhere again. Again. <laughs> I, you know, I think Eric B. Enemy should get a shot, but also, like, I'm just going to say this, like, and, I, you know, we've probably talked about this before, but it's Andy Reid's offense. Yeah. I mean, he's right there with Andy Reid. But, like, sometimes when you – I just think it's better to get – if you're going to go for that coordinator route for your head coach, grab a guy who you know is doing it all. Yeah. That might be why he hasn't been hired yet. I mean, it's got to be because look at how often and frequently Andy Reid does it no matter who his assistants are. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what Eric Bannon is doing with freaking <laughs> – with freaking – um Oh, my God, with Patrick Mahomes. I can't say it. I can't even say it. <laughs> um, let's talk about the fact that Jared Porter sent 62 unanswered text messages with explicit photos at the end. 62. The Mets GM got fired. Yeah. So then 62, 62. Un- and then finally was like, well, none of those text messages work. So let me send in send a picture of my penis. Just yeah. say it. He sent a dick pic. He sent a dick pic. He sent a dick pic. Sorry, kids. Fellas, listen. Listen to me. Women are all. Start with the dick pic. No. <laughs> also wrong. Yeah, I know. 
Most of the time, don't listen to me. Don't send a dick pic unless they ask for it. Some, yeah. some girls might want it, or men. Some people might want it. Don't send it unless they ask for it. I agree. Nobody wants a Cyclops surprise yeah. in their text message. <laughs> nobody wants that. Nobody wants to see your meat hog. Nobody wants no zero point zero people. It's not photogenic. No. Doesn't have a smiley face. I mean, maybe you could put eyes on it and like a nice smiley face. I don't care how many artsy costumes you bought for it. It's not. <laughs> it's not a good idea. So, uh, a guy I, I got to follow on Twitter. He tweeted this out. He said sixty-two. Woo. He said three message rule, fellas. If you send three and she doesn't respond, you're harassing. I agree. You think three? Three. I'd be the first one's like, hey. Second one, like, what are you up to? Third one, something else. Like, you're not talking to me now. Does timing matter so like if you send let's just say december so if you sent one in december mm-hmm. and then you don't hear anything and you just leave it and then you come up like you just think of something else down the road and you send one in january yeah that's fine then like what if you just what if the third one that's not answered is then just sent in march and there's just no answering on any of it then you should stop yep yeah yeah i, I mean it doesn't really if you send three right back to back and you don't get an answer or if you send three over a long period of time and you don't get an answer, she's not going to respond. Yep. Uh, guys, take a hint. If she's not responding, she's not going to. Yeah. Guys are different. I mean, he never texts me back, but no. I think we're okay. Yeah. I was watching you to make sure you didn't go like something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Want to do a trivia question? Let's do it. I do. We got some good old questions today. Um, how do you think you're going to do on this one? I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. Tom Brady won his first career postseason start years ago right. this week. Patriots beat the Raiders 16-13 to in overtime. Mm-hmm. That game is best known for introducing which rule? Oh, I know this. Yeah. The tuck fumble rule. Yeah, the tuck rule. Yeah. See, that was an easy one. Yeah. Let's do another one. Okay. <laughs> already? <laughs> I've already got it open. Okay. <laughs> that was too easy. Philip Rivers started 240 consecutive regular season games. That's the second longest streak by a starting quarterback in NFL history behind only this Hall of Fame quarterback. Who started more games in a row than Philip Rivers? consecutive starts no injury no benchings you start 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 would that be brett Favre? yes iron man brett Favre himself never misses a game peyton manning was coming for that record hardcore but pesky injury pesky neck surgery yeah no i I knew brett Favre had a pretty great career of staying healthy so i want to do uh I got a good question before we do the warning. Okay, go for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm already up to one. The Browns, Bucks, and Bills have now won playoff games. Which team now has the longest drought without a playoff win? That's important. Winning a playoff game. Ooh. Would it be the Lions? No. They're just barely edged by about a year by this team. Hmm. The Bengals? Yeah. It's like 1990. 89 or something. 1990. 
was oh, like I think okay. it was like the eighty nine season nineteen ninety. Okay. And then yeah. the Lions did it in ninety one. Yeah. And he was one of those two. Yeah. The Bengals have won one playoff game since I was born. Damn. <laughs> they have not won a playoff game since I was born. <laughs> I'm younger. Spoiler alert. Yeah. You know, I know you all thought he was uh, older, but jokes on you. You thought those were gray hairs. They're not. <laughs> They're blonde. You ready to do the warning? Yep, let's do it. Let me get my phone ready. This is going to be tough. Two whole games. Two whole games. I don't. I think this might be the time that we actually don't. Use all the time? No, we do use all the time. Oh, you think we're going to run out? Yeah, because there's so much to talk about. There is a lot to talk about with these games. I'm excited. Right. You ready? Let's do it. Go. We're going to start with the first game on the schedule, Buccaneers-Packers. It's going to be at 3.05 on Sunday. I love this game. Packers are favored by four. No, Packers are favored by three and a half. It opened at four, so it's dropped a little bit. They're trying to get some money on the Bucs. 51 point over under. 51 point. I would take the Packers with the over. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially if you were doing a parlay or something. Yeah. I mean – Aaron Rodgers looks unstoppable. He does. But I would not be surprised if Tom Brady and the Bucks with that defense have something up their sleeve. Oh, yeah. Vita coming back. Mm-hmm. Viet. The DT, they just got him back in time for the championship game. Yep. Got to love it when a team gets to the championship game and then still gets a defensive starter back. <laughs> They're going to literally have their entire starting defense ready for this game. How, do, how often does that happen? I mean, you got Kevin White, who's just dominated the Saints. Um, Bakari, the left tackle for the Packers, who's been out for yeah. a couple weeks now. Is he going to be back? I don't think so, and I think that could be the problem. Oh. Yeah. I think if the Packers lose, it might be the pass rush getting to Aaron. To Aaron. Yeah. But, I mean, the, dude, he's he looks so, – but Rodgers looks so sharp. He looks so good. And he's getting it out fast. And it's the first time he ever gets to play a championship game at home. Yeah. He's, he, won the, the one he won was on the road. He's played on the road. He gets it at home. Mm-hmm. He gets it in Lambeau. I think it's just hard for me to pick against the Packers. It's very hard, but I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a back-and-forth game. Both offenses will be pretty good, but yeah. I see like one stop by the Packers, and that's how this game goes. I think that no matter who wins either of these games, it's going to be a good Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, it's going to be an amazing Super Bowl. We're left with great teams all around. Oh, yeah. I part of me really wishes the Bucks Packers game was the Super Bowl. No. No? No. I still I still like to see one of those AFC teams get there. Yeah, I just would love to see a old versus young. I, I get where you're coming from. Like we never gotta see a Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers or Super ben Bowl Roethlisberger yeah. or Super Bowl. So this is our opportunity and now Tom Brady's in the NFC and we can't. Yeah, but at least it's a championship game. Did you see earlier in the week uh Devin White. I think I called him Kevin White earlier. Is it no, Devin it, or Kevin? It's Devin. It's Devin, yeah. Uh, he posted a video and Gronk's in it, and they're all in the locker room having Gronk's like, we're going to the AFC Championship. <laughs> he forgot. <laughs> Devin's like, we're not in the AFC, we're in the NFC. <laughs> <laughs> Devin White had a game. He did. In the division That's what I'm saying. He had a fumble recovery and an interception. Yeah, he was, speaking of number 45, Yeah, that's what I should have thought of. That's who you should have. Um... It's going to be a close game. I don't know if I'd put any money on it, but I, I guess we're both going with the Packers. Both with the Packers, yeah. I'm going with the Packers. Having said that, if the Bucks, if it's just like the Saints game and as soon as it starts, it feels like the Bucks are going to win, 
I'm excited. I mean, I, I didn't want Tom Brady to win a lot before, but now that he's got the most, it's like run the score up. Yeah. So I could tell my kids or that we saw history. Yeah, if they ever exist, then yeah. I saw history. Yeah, if exactly. I, if I ever accidentally have children. Um, <laughs> all right, how much time? We got six minutes left. Let's talk six about the Bills half. Chiefs. Can the Bills rally back from behind? Now, first of all, Chiefs favored by three. That opened at one. This okay. opened as a pick 'em game, a one point game. It's moved to a three point game. Okay. That's big. So a lot of people are betting on the Chiefs. They thought they looked good. Yeah. They saw the backup quarterback come in. They saw him throw it on fourth down. Yeah. Like, and they're just like, you know what? The Chiefs are just balls of steel. So I am going to make the shocker pick. I'm taking the Bills. Oh! Go yeah. on. Go on with your bad self. And my reason it. is, is I even if Patrick Mahomes comes back and he plays, yeah. they're still going to – concussion – they're going to rush that protocol. Yeah. I mean, because you didn't even see the helmet hit. It's like you didn't even see – it's like he's in concussion protocol. We didn't even see him hit his head. It was very confusing. Yeah, they said he got hit in the back of the head, but I never saw him hit his head at all. Yeah. But I think the Bills are just a hot team right now, and they're on a rampage. They're going through teams that they – back at the beginning of the season, you said they wouldn't have been able to beat. And they have not lost a game except for the Hail Mary. Yeah, the Hail Murray. Murray. Uh, it's crazy. And, uh, the bills do look good, but man, no run game. Like the lack of a run game. Devin Singletary had the entire game to get warm. Moss was out. He didn't get warm. They haven't needed it. Another thing that went bad with my DraftKings weekend long lineup. <laughs> I really thought Devin Singletary with all that volume could do something. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's just the chiefs can run. They can throw their defense is better than last year. It just doesn't feel like they're stoppable. But if someone's going to do it, it's the Bills. It's the Bills. And I would love to, well, more than anyone, I'd love to see it. I'm just having a hard time seeing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, seeing a, I'm having a hard time actually seeing it happen right now in my mind. I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking so about it. So I've had for like the last few weeks that the Chiefs would play the Packers for the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. I just have a feeling the Chiefs are going to lose now. Wow. We're kind of switching. I do not want to pick the Chiefs, but. Josh Allen did look good, and a Bills-Packers Super Bowl would be great. Yeah. Now, what's the matter? If I told you there's one matchup in this that everyone wants. Oh, I think it's Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. The, the, see, the greatest versus the potential greatest. Right. The new one, the guy that just won trying to repeat yeah. versus the GOAT. Yeah. Winners of the last two Super Bowls mm-hmm. face off for this one. Best of three. Exactly. Um, but having said that, I just don't think it's hard for me to see the chiefs or the Packers losing. They just both look unstoppable. It's my pick is solely on a feeling. I think the chiefs will probably win the game, but I have a feeling the bills are going to win. I always pick against the chiefs and they win. Yeah. So you're taking them to the hoping that they lose. I'm going to pick the Chiefs in hopes that I'm wrong and they lose. See, I just have a feeling that Bills' defense is going to shut down that offense. I would love that. Yes. No, I mean, the Bills, and if Stephon Diggs can get out more than Tyreek Hill can get out. Yeah. And they've said that all Ty- um, the Stephon Diggs has to do is just be patient in this game. Just take the short throws, catch them, keep going down the field, and they can keep the offense off the field. And I don't get it. Like, go back and look at what the Chargers did. Look at what the Raiders did. The teams that pushed them to the edge or beat them. 
Yeah. Like, just go back and just do that. Just do that? There's yeah. a blueprint. The Bills... Probably don't do what the Chargers did because that was like a in-a-year game, but... I don't know what you're saying. Oh, no, I'm talking about like the week one, the first time. Oh, where they almost beat them. Yeah, where they almost beat yeah. them. No, not not at the end. But um, how much time we have left? Plenty. Two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. So it's going to be an exciting championship game for both teams. Um, I kind of think it's weird they do it at three and six still on Sunday. They don't do a Saturday and a Sunday. No, I get two games. Put them all on the same day. Get the ratings up. Yeah. Get all the TV sponsorships. It's yummy. Oh, man, I'm so excited, dude. I am too. I'm so excited. It's going to be a great weekend of football. It is. And all the games in the playoffs have been good. Even the boring ones were close. There's not been a bad game yet. No, I mean, if you could have seen me during the Browns-Chiefs game, you would have thought I was wearing a Browns jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I was, oh, I'm sure. I was physically screaming the whole time. Yeah, because <laughs> it was so close. I asked the person that I was with, I said, is your – are your neighbors going to mind? And they said, well, they were blasting music an hour ago. I got good. We're getting them back right now. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be quiet. <laughs> the Browns are going to be good next year, huh? Yeah. All right, let's stop the time. What we got okay. left? One and a half minutes. Woo, we did it. 126. 126. Did it. Come on. Winners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Championship weekend. Look for the games, enjoy them, savor them. It's I don't want to be a downer, but there's only three games left in the season. It's going to be a long time, a long coronavirus pandemic time until we get more football. So really, savor these games, enjoy them. Follow us on Facebook Watch, YouTube. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Stitcher. We're on Google. Do you get the picture? Anywhere podcasts are sold, we are there. Also, where they're free because they're free everywhere. You ruined my mood. Because <laughs> I brought up the winner? No, you brought up that there's three games left. Yeah, there's only three games you left. You ruined my mood. At the, uh, we could have gone without that. By the time 10 p.m. Sunday hits, we'll have one left. And two God. weeks to wait for it. No, we had the Pro Bowl. Virtual Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not excited. No. I'd be going to be terrible. You know what they need to do with the Pro Bowl? Take it back to Hawaii? Well, yeah, because, I mean, if you're going to make them play, take them to Hawaii. Yeah. Or make it a Madden tournament. Ooh, that'd be fun. Work with Madden and get to where the players get to actually play their position yeah. in the game. Like, get a, get a full working version where, like, Richard, like where Richard Sherman gets to be the corner and yeah. stuff like that. And then get them, like, playing. That would be exciting. And you could watch it on TV. You could uh, broadcast it kind of like Twitch, stream. Yeah. That stuff's really catching on. You'd actually get a lot more Gen Zers that way because they love that stuff. Yeah, I like that. That's so a good idea. That would be much more entertaining and no one gets injured. Yeah. Okay. Problem solved. Let's, let's you, pitch it. You're welcome. You're yeah, welcome, you're NFL. Welcome. You're welcome. Straight from 10-minute warning. Yeah, we want all the money off it. No cut. We want all of it. Trademark patent pending. Um, it's our idea now. All of a sudden, you can't have it. Unwelcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm Ian. I'm Harrison. And we're out.